Hello Pillars, this is Pres here. Welcome back to our podcast for Pillars of Zion podcast. First and foremost, we thank God for his grace and mercy and for allowing us to be with you once again on this podcast. Second, thanks to all of you for your support and all your feedback. Please continue to listen, comment, and share. It means the world to me. For those of you who join us for the very first time, welcome. On this podcast, we look for instructions from the Bible in our journey to become pillars for his kingdom. For the Bible says in Psalm 144 verse 12, May our sons flourish in their youth like well-nurtured plants. May our daughters be like graceful pillars built to beautify a palace. In Revelation chapter 3 verse 12, it says, He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God on him. I will write the name of our God. It is my firm belief that God is building our youth, our young adults, this generation to become pillars in his kingdom. Again, welcome. We have a very special topic for you today. Let's get started. It's called getting what you want. Getting what you want from God. A quick prayer. Let's bow our heads and prepare our hearts. Heavenly Father, we thank you and honor you and magnify your holy name. There is no one like you, Father. Thank you for blessing us with another day and another opportunity to be on this podcast. May your spirit be with us and impart in us your wisdom, Father. We pray that this moment will be a blessing to me and to your children who are listening, Father. We thank you and we pray in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. All right, let's get started, guys. Our topic today is getting what you want. Let me start right off the bat with this. Prayer is not for our parents only. We have things that we want. We need to talk to God about them. Prayer is not a mind-boggling mystical thing for only a selected few. It is a conversation between two individuals. One is you and the other person happened to be God. God is not in the business of playing hide and seek. He is not hiding from us, making it difficult for us to find him. Or if we need anything from him, he's not hiding so he doesn't give it to us. God is a father figure, and what father does not want to give to his children what they ask for? Our physical father, human father, may not be able to give us something we want because they may not have it. But God has everything. Bible says the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. On top of that, God loves us with a love that is beyond our own understanding. Then why don't we get all things that we ever wanted and all things that we have ever asked him for? It is all in the ask. What is the ask? It is prayer. Now, I know us young people don't like to to pray. We drag our feet when it comes to prayer. It feels like such a big task to us. We have this bad conception of prayer. We think it's for the older folks. Reality is anyone can pray and everyone should pray. And maybe we feel that way because of how we were raised in the church, how we see people pray. People get up in the church saying all these big words that we don't know yet or never use in our daily conversation. You don't have to do all this. In fact, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 7, Jesus himself says, When you pray, do not use a lot of meaningless words or repetitive words like the Gentiles do, who think that they will be heard because their prayers are long. Prayer is simply a normal conversation between you and God. However, the elements of that conversation will determine whether you're getting what you want or not. Let's see four points today that will help us get whatever we want from God. The very first point, the disposition of your mind. You have to have the right attitude. It's the disposition of your mind. When you want something from your parents, 
you don't talk to them as you would with your friends, right? When you approach your, your manager, for example, you don't approach them as you would talk to, to your friends in the corner or in the street or in the church or at home. You are focused during that conversation. Same way you need to focus during the conversation with God. It is a simple conversation between you and God, but it should be a respectful one. You cannot keep checking your phone, young people, during that conversation. You cannot hear the sound of a text notification and you stop the conversation you are having with God, the creator of the universe, to go check out that text. He took the time to come listen to what you have to say and you just say, hold on God, since you have all the time in eternity, let me go check this text real quick. I'll be right back. Your TV cannot be on in the background. That is very distracting. Also, you have to come with a mindset that you completely depend on on God. You have to make him feel in the next 5-10 minutes that you are spending with him in this conversation that Father, you're the only one that matters. And whatever you are asking, he and he alone that can give it to you. You cannot be in the middle of this conversation with God and in the back of your mind, you're trying to resolve or find a solution by yourself. Let's say you need money for a car insurance, for example, right? While you're in prayer asking for God to help you, you're already thinking about a few of your friends that you're going to ask to borrow the money from. That doesn't show that you are depending on God. You got to go with the mindset that, Lord, if you don't do it for me, I am in trouble because no one else will. Sometimes I see people post prayer on Facebook. I always say jokingly that God does not have a Facebook account. That conversation should not be out there on Facebook for the world to see. And funny thing is, you keep coming back to check to see how many people like your post. Then that means that prayer was not directed to God. The right mindset in a conversation with God is key. Matthew chapter 6 verse 5 says, When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues on the street corners to be seen by, by others. That disposition of their mind is to be seen by people. So people can think they are religious or holy. That's why they're standing out loud to pray so they can show people. But if you notice in verse 6, it continues to say, But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. When you are praying, it should be an intimate moment between you and God. That conversation should be a private conversation with you and God and not the rest of, of the world. The disposition of your mind is very important because it determines whether your prayer gets answered or gets heard and answered. If you notice in Daniel chapter 10 verse 12, an angel came to Daniel in, in chapter 10 verse 12. He said to Daniel, do not be afraid, Daniel, since the very first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard and I have come in response to them. Daniel fasted for 21 days, but his prayer was already answered since the very first day. Why? Because of the disposition of his mind, the disposition of his heart. Second point, your want has to be his want, meaning your want has to be what God wants. One time I was uh, taking my son to school and he said, Daddy, can I drive your car? That's his want, but that's not what my want for him is. He's six years old. That's never going to happen. Now, had he asked me to buy him a book or some toys he can play with, I would gladly do it. That's my want for him. But my want is not for him to drive my car. We need to make sure what we are asking God is in line with what God wants us to have. An example, a man who is praying for God to give him a woman and the woman happened to already be married. God will never answer that prayer because that's not God's will. That's against what God wants him to have. 
For that man who wants that married woman, as an example, he can put a package of all colorful, all styles of Jesus name, all he wants. God will never do it. In Jesus name means I am going to Jesus Father to ask for something. And whatever I'm asking Jesus Father, Jesus himself would have no problem at all giving it to me. And the father won't be mad that Jesus allows me to go to his father with such requests. Sometimes I hear preachers saying, God doesn't give you what you want, but he gives you what you need. That sounds nice and all, but that could not be any farther from the truth. If he doesn't give you what you want, it's because what you want is not in line with what he wants. Bible says in Psalm 37 verse 4, delight in the Lord and he will give you the desire of your heart. The desire of my heart actually is what I want. But the part we miss is the first part of the verse that says to delight in the Lord. If I delight in the Lord, then my wants is already in sync with what he wants. Therefore, he will give it to me because what I want is already godly, is already in line with his word. Another bad conception about prayer or about conversation with God, we think God only wants us to have spiritual things. No, ask God to, to be smarter, wiser. He will do it. Ask God for the ability to forgive someone. He will do it. Ask God to give you good friends. He will do it. Ask God to give you money. He will do it. Ask God to give you more faith. He will do it. Ask God to make you more comfortable in life. He will do it. Ask God to give you a good wife or a, a good husband. He will do it. God wants you to have the best of things spiritually and physically. The issue here is, is what you are asking for. What is your objective with it? What is your intention with it? The reason we don't receive what we want because, because our objective, the reason we ask is not in sync with the word of God. That's why in James chapter 4 verse 3, it says, when you do pray, your prayers are not answered because you pray just for selfish reason. Third point, have faith. Now, again here, this is not just for our parents or the older folks in the church. Everyone has faith. In fact, Romans chapter 12 verse 3 says that God has given to every man the measure of faith. We all have it. Also, we exercise faith every single day in our life. We just don't notice it. Let me show you something. If you have a car, you park your car and went inside your job. You stayed there for eight hours. You come back to the parking lot with no worries after you're done for the day, expecting your car to be there. Why? Because for the hundred times you parked your car before, you always come back and see it. Your experience tells you that if you park your car here, you will find it in that same spot. Your faith tells you based on your experience that your car will be there. Another example, you go to work, they don't pay you for 40 hours upfront. They do it after you work for 40 hours. Even when you don't have that money in your hands yet, you keep going every day because your experience tells you that after your 40 hours, they will send you a check. That's faith. You build that based on experience. If someone or two people refer you to a doctor, you go to that doctor exercising faith that the doctor is good based on references given to you by these two people. Well, the same thing applies with faith in God when it comes to get, getting your prayers answered. If you pay close attention, he has done a hundred, a thousand things already for you to develop that trust in him. And he will continue to do them. Same way that you went back to get your car, to find your car parked. It's the same way that if you really pay attention, you'll, know, you'll notice a bunch of things that God has already um, done for you. You have heard so many stories already in the Bible as referral, just like the doctor, on how powerful and the mighty God that we serve. If you don't fully trust the stories in the Bible, go ask your pastor. 
Pastor, I want you to tell me with concrete evidence of one time you know and you know and you know for sure that God did something for you. After he's done, go ask somebody else. What these people are doing, they are giving you references the same way that your, your two people gave you references to go to that doctor. They're giving you references about what God has done in their life. Then, once you are done with them, check with yourself and see where you had a situation that without a shadow of a doubt that it was all God who stepped in. So now when you are praying, you pray with confidence that I will get an answer to my prayer. Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and, he, and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. One advice I, I, I always give people, if you can't grasp the idea that you are praying and he's listening, just pretend that you are talking on a speakerphone. And there's God on the other end of the line listening. You must have faith, which is simply believe that what you ask, as long as it's in line with the word of God, you will receive it. Fourth point and our last point, be a good manager. What you are asking God, will you be a good manager when you receive it? If you ever ask your parents for something, first thing they say to you, what do you need it for? If you ask for money, I would give you that money, but I'm afraid you will waste it. Or I could buy you that car, but I'm afraid that you're going to wreck it. I could get you this video game console, but I'm afraid that you won't do your homework. There are things that we ask we don't get because God knows we won't be a good manager to it. I would ask this question. Will some of us be able to handle $1 million? I know you're probably saying, yes, 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 I can. Well, God gave you 100 bucks already last week. Check to see how you manage it. Would God have been pleased with the way you spent that $100 that he gave you or that $1,000 that he gave you? Being a good manager also includes putting what God gives you to God's use. That car he gave you, will you give someone a ride in it? Or that car you're asking for, will you give someone a ride in it? That money you're asking for, will you give to the poor? Will you donate to the church? Will you give to his kingdom? That knowledge are you asking for, increase of knowledge or increase of in, in wisdom, will you tutor someone with it? What I'm trying to tell you guys, if God was in a gym, if he was tied up, Will what he gave you be useful to him to help him out? When my son gets older and asks me for a car and I give it to him, if I'm stuck at work and I can't go pick up my wife, will he be able to go pick up his mother for me? Or will he be able to pick up his younger brother from, from an event or from practice or from school? You have to put God's interest in what you want in order for him to give it to you. If you do it, if you're asking for things out of selfish uh, ambition, out of selfish reason, he's not going to give give it to you. If you're asking God for something and your intention just so you can show off your, your naysayers, your enemies, he's not going to do it for you. There's a story in the Bible of a lady named Hannah. She could not have children. She went to God with tears in her eyes asking for a child. She said, she said, if you give me this child, I will lend it to you for the rest of his life. God gave him Samuel. If you notice in 1 Samuel chapter 3, it says that the word of the Lord was rare. He was not speaking to the people. The leaders, Eli and his children, those leaders, they fell out of favor in, in the sight of God. God is in the gym because he needs to talk to his people and he cannot find anybody. Then he calls Samuel, the same child that Han Hannah was asking for. That's the same child that came God used to help him out. Will what you are asking God for be useful to him and for his kingdom? Let's go over the points. First, you have to have the right disposition of your mind. Second, you want your want to be in sync with God's want. That means your one has to be in line with what God wants according to his word. 
Third, you got to have faith. That's the rule of the game. You have to have faith. If you are asking God for something, you have to believe that you, are, that you receive it. Fourth point, you need to be a good manager. Whatever God gives you, you need to be a good manager. All right, guys, I have some application questions for you. First question, when you pray, what is your disposition of your mind? Are you distracted? Second, what one thing you've been asking for and you haven't received it yet? Third, that one thing, are you really ready to receive it? And will you put it in good use for God? And fourth, do you truly rely on God to give you what you want? Or are you trying other ways to get it yourself? All right, guys, let's close out. Heavenly Father, thank you once again for this opportunity. I pray that you give us discernment to your word. May our prayers be in line always with your will, Father. May we find favor in your sight. I pray that you add a special blessing to everybody who took the time to listen to this podcast once again. We pray and we ask all this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. All right, pillars. This is prayers here. I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you for listening again. Meditate on this word. God bless you. See you soon. Bye.